Welcome to Economic Update. My name is Sean Morgan. I'm a host over at AmpNews.us. My show is called The Sean Morgan Report, and I'm here with James Grunvig, also has a show over at Amp News, Unrestricted Truths. Welcome to the show, James. You know, both of us have been working with Kirk for a long time. Uh, we both have a background in the financial stuff, so it's going to be interesting to talk about this topic today. I wanted to start out by just asking you if there's anything about yourself you want to share uh, and then we'll get into the FedNow system. Yeah, so I'm a founding member of American Media Periscope. I have the number one rated show for now out of probably a dozen or more called Unrestricted Truths. I'm also the editor of AMP Journal. So that is our basically our online uh, daily newspaper slash magazine. That's right. You do a lot of good writing there so people can check that out. Uh, so let's talk about the FedNow system because Kirk was talking about one of his updates that uh, – this has been scheduled for a while. It's, it's going into effect here this month. Uh, some I've heard some credit unions are, are even opting out of it. But uh, what do you think about Fed now? Do you think that there's going to be some type of carrot that's given to people to try to get them on board, whether that's at the consumer level, like uh, you know, social benefits, your, your universal basic income? Or whether that's at the bank level, like if you don't participate, then you're not going to get get to be a part of our system. Uh, right. So they're going to start with a carrot first. Always the carrot first. The stick comes later. Just like the vaccines. Oh, you're free to try out this vaccine. It's going to save you during the pandemic. And then when uh, people took it, but no one else taking it, they they read the data. Then they come out with a second thing. Eventually they bribe people, and eventually they they coerce you and force you to what? Either take the vaccine or lose your job. Right. So that was that. But the same thing applies here, in my opinion. We're going to get the, the carrots first to get people on board. You know, try this beautiful system. We're talking the global system. It all sounds great. But many, many p patriots are hesitant because they might compare the Fed now to the COVID bioweapons and the entire fake, fake prodemic. And they said, no, same group of people behind both. Why would I trust this? Right. And so what would what would the stick look like? Right. Would they cut off their banks? Right. Would they not be given access to the banks anymore? And then going into this Fed system, is this going to be sort of like China's social credit score system? And what a lot of people don't know about that China social credit score is what? Oh, it was the technology behind it. The architects behind it are Google and Microsoft. So they're American technology companies that built China's social credit score system with all the surveillance camera. They've been doing it for 10 years. And that was the test bed. They got it in England now, and they, you're going to bring it here, except in two states. Florida, where I live now, and Indiana have banned CBDC. End of story there. That's a really interesting uh, variable to consider, the fact that there could be two states that are kind of out of this system. My understanding with FedNow is that basically this gets every transaction trackable by the government. Uh, which is different from the, the way we have it now. So that kind of tracking, that kind of surveillance uh, is what you're describing with the social credit system. So that if you spent your money on something they deemed suspicious or something they deemed is not socially appropriate, uh, then you might get, uh, I don't know, probably the least obtrusive, uh, most easily easy, easy thing for them to get away with would be to audit you, what the IRS would audit you more uh, if you were doing the things they considered bad, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's that's the nice stuff, in my opinion, being audited by the IRS, because the, the mean stuff is probably a year down the road. What, they want people in the system. So they, they can't have a, a 
you know, a bloodthirsty uh, tiger lion and a bunch of hyenas, you know, greeting you at the gate, right? They want to invite you in with a red carpet, with a white carpet, whatever carpet, right? They want to invite you in. They want people to, to join a system, almost like free will in a way, right? Give you a choice. Come on in. Here are the benefits. They're not going to show you all that bad stuff for a year from now. So what could the bad stuff be? Ration your food, right? This is going to tie into climate change. Right, and and you're they're going to ration you. You bought enough meat for this month. You can't buy any more meat. This is how they can control you. Right. So not right? like rationing your food, like oh, you can only have so many calories this right. month. That this, might be this, further down the road. But like meat, they're 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 totally pushing the the eat the bugs, not the the meat stuff, aren't they? Right, and, and they're pushing the uh, the synthetic lab meats where they they can supposedly uh, you know whip up uh, through the machinery a filet mignon in a minute. But we don't know what vitamins. are. Or toxic chemicals <laughs> are in this. We don't know anything. You know, well, if, if Bill, you if kind Bill of Gates, <laughs> right? If Bill Gates funded it. Bill then we buys the farmland. Is, he buys the farmland to shut shut the farmland down, and then oh, you're gonna be, have no choice but to go to lab grown meats. I mean, this is kind of like where they're steering us people as cattle into these different shoots of behavior. And then what happens to you and I? Well, we're the truth tellers. So forget the Christian conservative part. Just the fact that we're us, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Donald Trump, you and I, we're all dropping truths. Well, what if they don't like what we're dropping? Right? Yeah. Do we do? Well, do I've we, already been debanked by right? Venmo and PayPal and Patreon. So I know exactly what it's like when you and say you something too. the establishment doesn't like. Yep. Right. But but the financial, this is important because Venmo and PayPal and Patreon were the, the ways that I was running my business online. So they, they de-platform my business financially. Yep. So they've already shown they're willing to do that. And just imagine once they have the real-time tracking. So FedNow is the Federal Reserve's version of that. And the Bank of International Settlements, Project Icebreaker and so forth, Central wanna, Bank I, of Central I wanna, Banks. I want to read a one sentence from a friend who just texted me earlier this morning on this exact issue. Basically, it's a warning, ha- warning in capital letters, right? Uh, have cash on hand by this weekend with loss of the SWIFT system. And switching to BRICS, the U.S. dollar, for the for the most part, was no longer being traded in international markets. Wow. There is going to be a seismic change, not a little change, seismic. So what they're saying Swift. is it, it's going to be yeah. a bumpy ride. You might want some cash just in case. Yes, yeah, SWIFT is used by all the, the Western nations, the Visa, MasterCard system, you know, not used in China, not used in countries that have their own financial system, but... This is basically already kind of a default global financial system. And now wanting to kind of get out of that antiquated system and into a more AI, uh, real-time tracking surveillance system globally, Block, that's what the project icebreaker is. Yeah. Fully automated. You mentioned having, having these types of uh, tracking and so forth. Uh, and Google, Google doing the social credit system, Microsoft, their tech being used in China. Uh, yeah, I think it's exactly why J.P. Morgan and uh, the Federal Reserve and all these companies are, are working with, you know, XRP, which is Google funded as well. Uh, you know, so yeah, you're right. That's the backbone of this new system is going to be, yeah, it's going to be blockchain based, but it's going to be centrally controlled. Totally centrally controlled, not decentralized at all. Right. So, right. so yeah, let, let, let's talk about the central bank of Germany 
uh, needing to be bailed out. I mean, Germany is the richest country. It's the most industrialized country in Europe. Was, they were the ones bailing was, out Greece. Was not a, not anymore. In was, recent not. history, right? I mean, before they started like shutting down all their factories that ran on natural before gas. Before COVID, right? right? Exactly. Yeah. So that's a big turnaround from being one of the richest countries in the world, richest country in Europe, being the one to bail out Greece and all the other countries in Europe that are having problems. Now they need bailed out. What kind of signal is that? Well, the signal to that is uh, I expected this. Why did I expect this? Because about six months ago or at the beginning of the year, uh, the the German military, it appears like, or the uh, highest branch of, of police law enforcement in Germany, raided Deutsche Bank. Deutsche Bank, what people do not understand, what Americans don't understand about Deutsche Bank, Deutsche Bank banks up basically every every mortgage in this country. If Deutsche Bank goes down, the entire housing market is going down. And the housing market is going down because Airbnb now is showing us we're at the end, they're, they're at the end of the road. People's disposable income are getting tighter and tighter and tighter, and people are not spending money. They're not going on these vacations. And air, what people don't understand about Airbnb, you have a lot, we'll get back to Germany in a second. You have a lot of, of people that decided to buy houses and condos having a second, third mortgage because they wanted to do what? They wanted, you know, this was their way of investments. But now the market is going to implode on them, and they're going to be forced to sell a penny of the dollars or foreclose. So we have this entire housing market. So to the United States and German banks, they're tied together. They're tied, people, to our housing market. It's going to be a big crash. It's going to affect everybody. So going That's back to- That's a really Ger- good indicator to look at for people to understand uh, the housing market. The Air- Airbnb is basically the biggest hotel in America and the world. Yep. It's a canary in the, co- in the coal mine. It's going down. The articles on Zero Hedge on it yesterday. The articles in other places on it. It is it is a massive indicator, and uh, there is going to be major problems. And then you go look at San Francisco, right? You had two hotels that just walked away, left basically three thousand rooms. You had the, the Hilton Hotel, and you had the Mark Mark Fifty Five. Just walk away from San Francisco. So in Germany, they, they got similar problems that we do. Right? Their banks are in deep deep trouble. Right. So, so what do they well, do? Are they, are they going to print their way out of it, which means they're going to create inflation? What, what's going to happen? That's my question for you, because uh, we're in this environment right now with the rate hiking globally. All the central banks are, are raising rates. But that that seems like uh, they're going to do that until something breaks and then they're going to have to pivot. Right. So, so something then is going to something's go, right, something's break. So what fails first, Germany, China or United States? Hard to say, but you know, since since all three are tied into each other, right? The manufacturing base for the United States is in China. Uh, Germany offshored a lot of it, not all of it. They have a tremendous manufacturing base, so they're, we're all tied together in this, this globalist system. So we'll yeah. This- where do you, where do you think people in China and, and Germany sell their products in the United States? Of course, no question. And so if this all implodes, what is going to happen to the Fed now program at all? What if the whole world's bankrupt? I, I mean this. What's what's going to happen? We're going to need a new system that's going to replace the Fed now because this, this, the Fed now is, is going to be tied into existing debt. Is that, is, is that what they're telling us? I think so. Yeah, and there's a lot of debt to be settled, especially between uh China and the U.S., you know, and it makes me wonder how, how that debt is going to be settled. And if China starts uh, selling its U.S. debt, its bonds uh, at an opportune time when things are failing, that could, you know, 
make that matters would, a lot worse. Correct. I don't, you know, you know, you know what's interesting is Kirk and I looked at this last fall on a show, Kirk Elliott. And we realized that the global GDP at that time was $100 trillion a year, right? That's a glo global economic pr productivity, $100 trillion. But the, the global debt was $300 trillion. So there, there's, no, there's no way for the global debt to ever be paid back. And that doesn't include any of the social, socialist liability programs that, that, that balloons everything or derivative contracts which which puts this this fat balloon at two point four quadrillion dollars. I mean, it's just totally insane. So none of this is ever going to be paid back. So what happens? Do we go to war? Is, is this is this the solution? It's been a solution in the past. Yeah, th that's what I was going to mention. That's one of the ways that the, the debt between China and the U.S. would be resolved. Settled <laughs> <laughs> would be, hey, China, we're not paying you back. You know, China to the U.S., we're not paying you back. What, however, it might go. Uh, obviously, uh, we owe China more money than they owe us, but um, yeah, that, a, a war could could kind of cancel out that debt. That's one way that it could roll. And and then Hopefully and then what? And then what way. happens? How much of everything do we get from China? We get a lot of stuff from China. So they they cut yeah. off shipping to United States in the middle of of a, of a war. And is and if you right. think your, your your food shelves are empty now, or your your tool shops are empty now, wait, wait, give it, give it. Yeah, and months. and how do we? How do we run our own military? Probably at the lower level tech, it's all Chinese as, as well. So, you know, that would be a huge decoupling process. And we can't, we can't, you know, discount that possibility that, that there might be a, a severe decoupling that could happen with China. Uh, so what about this idea that they're raising rates now, but they're going to do that until something breaks and then they're going to pivot and then they're going to start, you know, Printing the I, money just like they were doing before, and what will that result in? What kind of environment will that result in? No, I just th I just think failure. I just I just uh -huh. I just think this is going to tie into other other threat vectors or shocks shocks to the global system. So the other shocks I see is ransomware attacks coming on power grids, whether in the United States around the world, right? I, I believe World Economic Forum or China or whoever are already inside these city systems and can actually create disaster. So you throw in ransomware attacks that will shut down. I mean, imagine shutting down the government of New York City. I mean, nobody nobody that's related to New York, none of the vendors, contractors, employees, no one gets paid in New York. The, the government stops functioning because they get a ransomware attack. They don't have access to their own system to pay everybody. They lose communication. They lose response. So this, coupled with a financial crash, Right with with people, and if a financial crash happens hard, the banks are, are do what they're going to do the bail in, which has been approved, which is basically take your money to, to bail themselves out. <laughs> what what is going to happen when when the the wealthy person making two hundred fifty five hundred thousand a year when he goes on he doesn't have access to a bank account or his bank account shows zero or whatever? What happens then? I think social that unrest. <laughs> well, social rest, right? You, then you get you're right. Then you get the the street people now you know you get the wealthy upper middle class people saying what the hell's going on and there's going to be a shock to the city there'll be a massive awake and then we of course we got the threats inside the united states border right with the the red dawn invasion and then of course there's russia 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 with the nuclear showdown against the west that's still coming there's no way to stop in that well, the Red Dawn, are you talking about Chinese infiltrators within the U.S.? Oh, yeah, and sleeper cells from other parts mm -hmm. of the world. 
They don't have to be Chinese. They could be Ukrainian warriors. They, it could be, oh, Venezuelan, Iranian. There are a lot of different people inside the United States. And since the United States is a melting pot of the world, guess what? It's going to be harder to identify, identify them when this all breaks out initially. So I want to talk about the final topic, uh, BRICS nations, because we mm -hmm. talked about the possibility of there being a decoupling. But it wouldn't necessarily just be uh, China and the U.S. It w could possibly be the West and the BRICS. So the West being, you know, the, the five eyes kind of countries and so forth, maybe yep. throw in South Korea and Japan. Uh, and then you've got uh, <laughs> all the rest of the countries of the world that are all getting together economically and politically and possibly starting their own currency, possibly backing it by gold. Any comments on that? Yeah, they're, they're, already, they're already doing it. They're, they're down the road. So what Robert F. Kennedy Jr. said back at his presidential announcement, and, and I was there in Boston on April 19th, he, he said the dumbest thing the United States could do is actually push Russia and China together closer, right, by having this proxy war in Ukraine. It's no longer a humanitarian war. never was, really. Bobby Kennedy's come around, uh, Jr. has come around to say this, and he now, now thinks that this is the, the, one of the dumbest military moves of all time. Of course, he doesn't know about the, yeah. the entire cabal operation out of Ukraine, but that's a whole different story for another day. <laughs> so you, you got Russia and China, two nuclear powers, coming closer together. You, you're already BRICS was already formed a decade ago, right? It was coined by a, a term in Wall Street, I believe. It, it, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. But now we had Saudi Arabia joining last year and their oil power. Now you got 22 other Mexico. countries are going in. All kinds now of you, huge economies. Turkey is going to be the, the gas up between Asia and Europe. It is joining BRICS and probably leaving NATO. And for meantime, Turkey's blocked Sweden's vote into NATO until the fall. So there's a lot of geopolitical things that are, that are going on that we haven't seen at this level since World War I, in my opinion. It is just incredible. So now it, the de-dollarization is, is, is absolutely accelerating. I'll give an example. I have a friend that's down in, 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 Cabo, in Cabo who's married to a Mexican woman. So he, he goes down there every summer, right, to get away from northern United States. And he says not a single Mexican wants a U.S. dollar right now. Wow. The, the, the pesos, the U.S. dollar is the lowest it's, it's been in 25 or 30 years. And no one wants to touch it because you'll technically, you're, you're in Mexico, you're going to lose money with the U.S. dollar. That's how bad it's gotten. And when you get news like that at the ground level at a bar, that's usually a very good indicator of what's really going on in the world. Right. Yeah, it, it is fascinating how uh, also the, the BRICS nations are buying a lot of gold. Uh, so it makes you wonder. They've, they've already been kind of talking about it. But if they make it official, if they really start their own currency and if they really back it by gold, I mean, who would want a dollar? Who would want no, a U.S. dollar no, backed by nothing? No one. But what, So what's going back to our original point Right. You had Florida and, and Indiana banning CBDC. But we also got a report earlier this spring on what? Texas rolling out a gold back, its own gold back currency. Hold on. Is that a game changer? Is Texas going to join BRICS and leave the, the rest of the United States behind? It's, it's a possibility. And so what, what's, in, what's interesting now is the Fed now has got a real problem on its hands. Wouldn't that be interesting? Because Texas is really important. There's been a, a huge uh, exodus from California. Companies like Tesla are now based in Texas. Yep. And it's an important economy. It's a huge economy there in Texas. 
and if they have their own gold back state currency and it's equal, they don't even have to join BRICS because if BRICS has a gold back currency and Texas has a gold back currency, it's easy to figure out the exchange rates, you know, because it's probably based on one ounce of gold equals so many blah, blah, blah bills. So, yep. yeah, it's a default uh, parallel economy. Uh, so, so gold is so important. And even if, even if none of this happens, still, I would think that gold is a, is a really good place to be just because in times of war and times of crisis and times of uncertainty, uh, then it tends to go up. So let, let's talk about resilience because you were telling me before the show, you and your wife have a bit of a d- diversification plan. Uh, you've got different banks. You're keeping credit unions, banks, different, even different states. You're keeping your money in different places. Yeah. Let's talk about gold and diversifying into gold and silver as well. Yeah. So we bought some silver as well. We bought another thirty thousand of it uh, a month ago. So, so you, you do that. Well, so why do you do silver and you keep in depositories uh, through Dr. Kirk Elliott? Why do we do it? Because we there's a few things. Historically, gold and silver have been suppressed by the banks. In fact, if you got a license on Wall Street, you cannot trade gold and silver. Banks will never trade you gold and silver. They could trade themselves between banks and whatever. They can buy gold and silver, but but they will never give gold and silver to the clients. It's, it, it, it's the system's always been set up this way. So we're we're off the the the, the gold thing, which was uh, Nixon in '71. So we're, we're coming to this jubilee now where the minute the crash happens, you're going to see gold shoot up, silver shoot up. And once investors, wealthy people, uh, lose confidence in the fake stock market, in the rigged stock market, in U.S. treasuries or bonds of any kind, once that happens, what do you do? You're holding cash, not an inflationary market. right? These guys are too right. smart. You're not going to hold on, on. What if it's you know real inflation is 20%? That means if I put a thousand dollars in the ground, it's only going to be you know for a year to come out the following year. It's only going to buy buying power of eight hundred dollars. So you you lose money every year, in, in, with with holding right. on to cash. So you can't hold on to cash. Cash is short term. So gold and silver is the only hedge. It really you know land is, but you, you can't sell land fast enough. And if everyone with Airbnb is starting to sell property at the same time, land is not the place to start. No, sitting on is one thing, but selling it in a environment where everyone's selling at the same time, land value is going to, yeah. you know. I like inflate. land because you can do different things with it. But like you said, it's not liquid. Like it's not as liquid as gold and silver is. Uh, so that's something definitely to consider. Right. And gold and silver for, for people, you got to understand this, is not an investment. It is money. It is the yeah. original money on the planet. Gold and silver is money. So what you're doing, you're taking uh, the Fed note or the Fed coin, or whatever the, whatever it's called, the debt note, and you're actually transferring it to something that will never go to zero. Silver will never go to zero, and gold will never go to zero. You'll you might lose yeah. some money, but but in this environment, I I hate to I don't think so. I think gold's going to explode at one point. Silver will go up much higher initially, and then come down to historic level, levels, which Kirk calls twenty ounces of silver to one ounce of gold. That is historic, but right now it's eighty to one. It's really skewed. So silver has the greatest potential initially in a crash to explode. It's undervalued more. Uh, that's where I actually have my life savings as well. So you and I are actually putting our money where our mouth is here. We really believe in this. Uh, but yeah, you know, it, it's it's such a, a way of being resilient. 
uh, I, I agree that this is probably the way it's going to play out where we're going to have a financial crisis. Uh, people are going to start, of course, going into gold and silver. And then as those prices are going up, people start piling in, right? They want to be where the money's uh, being made. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. And that's going to push it higher. And then right. you know, in the last two weeks, it talked about copper exploding as a commodity. So copper is going through the roof right now. So they're, they're, you know, silver and gold are money, but but you start getting other commodities, not quite money, but it's still an investment opportunity. You just have to do your homework and see. I'm not a, I'm not an investment advisor by by any size, shape, or form, but you can logically do your own research. You don't need experts. And if you go to your wealth manager at a bank, he's not going to tell you the honest truth because they don't sell gold and silver to you. That's right. And and you know what's funny? You said gold and silver will never go to zero, and they never have. Every single fiat currency in history has gone to zero. So that's just an inevitability. Uh, so if anyone's interested, uh, I'm going to put the um, put the thing on the screen so everyone can really see the link. It's also in the description below here uh, where you can just contact Kirk. You can make a make an appointment, get a free consultation, kirkelliottphd.com backslash badlands. Talk to someone on his team about your retirement account, about your options. It's a no pressure call, so they're not going to be forcing you to, to do anything. It's totally your choice. So thank you, James. Any final thoughts on uh, how people can learn about your work, uh, where they yeah. can go to read your books and so forth? Yeah, so you go to Amazon and, and search James Lasting Grundvig, G-R-U-N-D-V-I-G, Grundvig. I have three books published. I'm writing a, a new book on the CDC. I already wrote one. I'm writing the second one. You could also go to ampnews.us and find Unrestricted Truths, my show. Highly recommend it. Got some great guests coming up. And, uh, you know, we bring nothing but the truth. And that's probably why I'm on a few lists that don't like me. But that's just the way it is. <laughs> You're doing God's work. Thank you so much, James, for sharing your insights today. God bless everyone. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Sean. Thank you, James.